Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Create Reality Podcast. My name is Lewis Ladenfrost. And my name is Adam Wilbanks. Great. We're on podcast number four already. Pretty, lo- pretty consistent. I'm loving it, dude. It's Not honestly, bad. I'm so grateful the feedback that we've received. People saying, hey, I believe in your message. Uh, hey, if you need, an in- like, so one person said they would want to intern for us if you need interns. Like, that made my heart happy. I was like, wow you really believe in what we're saying and it's awesome to finally have this avenue to connect with um people especially our age i always felt Mm -hmm. like i didn't know how to connect and i felt like i might be no one cared um and it's cool to see that people are caring when we're talking more about the mindset and how we do it and little tips and tricks that we have it feels awesome yeah no i I feel like me and you have never really had an outlet i guess to talk about business and all this stuff we've learned over these years we don't really do the huge Instagram post or anything like that. So being able to just kind of talk about it, it's cool seeing people connect to it. I mean, I have a friend who he said he's going to go out and start a sports podcast because of this. And then another friend who offered to create an intro song and stuff. So just really cool to see people legitimately get excited about the stuff that we're excited about. It's awesome. It feels it feels great. Well, let's go ahead and get into today's topic. Um, today we're going to be talking about why your mentality will make or break you. Yeah. And I would say it's make or break. There's no in between. No. If you look at some of the most successful people in the world, there's something very consistent between all of them. And that is their mentality and how they believe they got there and how they got there, what they did. Yeah. Well, with anything in life, it doesn't matter if you're on your path to greatness or if you haven't you know, started that journey yet, bad times are going to come. I mean, how many times have bad times come in your life? All the time. It happens... I'd say like once a quarter, at least yeah. one really bad thing. Big happened. ones, probably Big ones. once a day. Yeah, every day there's something bad, but the something. huge ones once a quarter, Yeah, they excite me now though. Exactly. That, that's the big thing. And so the bad times, they're an opportunity, and that's where the mentality comes into play is bad times. We see it now as a huge blessing, a huge opportunity to get better. And I think where people get stuck is there's a fork in the road when there's a bad time. You can use it, you can learn from it, you can get better and be better than you were before, but so many people struggle with that bad time. And I really think life will continue to teach you the same lesson over and over until you learn it. So something bad may come into someone's life and they may ride that out the rest of their life because they don't have the mentality to see the opportunity from it. You have to take over your life and take control. You can't sit back and accept what's happening to you and be like, this is it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to accept it, sit back and see what happens. That's what, I think there's a lot of people that believe that, um, whatever's going to happen is already decided and it's just going to happen. You can just sit back and relax and sure there is a plan, but you have to go out and put in the work and have the right mindset to get there. You can't just sit back and it's already predestined that Mm -hmm. it's just going to be like that. It's almost terrifying to think that you wouldn't you you don't have any control yeah that'd be horrifying i think that's where so many people mess up is essentially they see their life as a movie they're just sitting in the seat and they're just watching their life happens they don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) saint just came up during the podcast hey buddy trying to drink our water but they don't know (laughs) what's gonna happen in the next scene and when it happens you know they're literally suspenseful you know that when bad times come they're sad when good times come they're excited but the reality of it is you're the director. You get to decide what's going to happen. And knowing that life works that way, I mean, what a blessing. We have control. We have control. Because it's terrifying to think that you don't have any control at all. 
that control comes from your mentality. I think the, so looking at a, your mentality and how to break it down, I think the overall top of the, top of the, I guess you'd call it a funnel of how to build your mindset out is believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. I think if you don't believe in yourself, nothing else will really work. For example, I was listening to this podcast, uh, How I Built This with Guy Raz. It was the Slack founder and he was talking about the company he started before. And there was one, it was like a gaming company. And he's like, I didn't believe that it would work anymore. And he's like, as soon as the founder of a company doesn't feel like it's going to work, there's a very, very, very small chance that it actually succeeds and becomes successful. Because as soon as the top guy gives up on the, the mission, the goal, and he's like, that's not going to work, mm -hmm. there's no way for the company to go to, in the right direction. So he's like, I realized that. And I, I'm pretty sure he sold that company immediately. He exited at the time he could and then started, I believe, Slack Next, which is now, thank God for Slack, we use it every day. Yeah. Massive company. And he really killed it there. But so that goes, you have to believe in yourself and what you're doing and find your mission and then you build your mentality around that yeah and if you're not on your mission you're wasting your time the way that i see life is it's almost like a movie that i've already seen and i already know what the ending is going to be so in the movie when a bad time does happen it doesn't stress me out i don't worry because i already know the ending and that comes with your mentality and confidence in my life I don't exactly know the ending where I'm going to end up, but I know it's going to be good because I'm in control. I'm the director. So when a bad time does come in my life, I don't stress. I don't fret. I don't worry. I write it out. I look for the opportunity in it and I'm okay because it's like a movie I've already seen. I know how this is going to end. You said that the other day we, re we had one little like hiccup, a little problem in the business. And you're like, dude, honestly, I don't, I don't worry anymore. I've been here, I know that it'll get fixed. If I put in the work and I, um, I understand I'm gonna get out of this, but worrying does nothing good for me. No. If you worry, you're wasting time, wasting energy, and you're honestly attracting more of those problems. Yeah. You're manifesting, hey, problems, problems, problems. You need to think on solution, 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 where you're gonna be. Exactly, it's so much more than worrying's bad and it's bad for your health and all this you literally are creating worse things in your reality when you should be spending all your time creating better things i think a lot of people are starting to learn that but the hard part is how do you do that though because yeah. anxiety is very real it's a very physical thing it's very hard to fight you can't really outthink anxiety you can't snap exactly so what, what would you say are some tips of how to work on that mentality start small little things Doing the little things that you don't want to do that are the ones causing this anxiety, just get them out of the way. Go ahead and mm -hmm. bite the bullet and do them no matter what. Yeah. There's actually something called hormesis. It's, it's hormetic response. I think I was telling you about this. Bit, yeah. So stress is actually good on the body in small amounts. And so that's why we take cold showers. That's why... Sauna. Yeah, sauna. We stay for in the sauna for minutes. 25 minutes and we're dying and we want to get out. That's why when the alarm goes off, you get up immediately. These little things of stress are actually really good for your body because it builds your immune system. And more importantly, it builds your mind. And so discipline. it's discipline. It all breaks down to discipline. And essentially what the hormetic response means is things that would otherwise be poison, such as if you jumped in an ice lake and stayed too long, you would die. So there's a graph to it, but eventually, you know, in the beginning, jumping in an ice lake for 30 seconds is healthy for you. 
So you want to find all these small stressors throughout the day that are actually really going to help your body. Wim Hof is something that I do. Lewis hears me every I heard morning. you this morning. I, I was like, what is that noise? Like, yeah. I was like, God, he's in there Wim Hofing. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about some Wim Hof stuff later, but look up Wim Hof. It's a breathing technique you do, and it puts a lot of stress on your body. But that, again, just builds my mentality, builds my immune system, makes my whole body healthier. And it's just small things like that every single day. And then, so the next thing I would say is you have to figure out what you're applying your mindset towards. Where's that goal? What is? What are you trying to accomplish? And that's going out and finding what you love or what your passion is. And the only way to figure that out, we got lucky that we figured out pretty young, mm-hmm. but we also... Tr- I tried a bunch of different things. I always, I think I was born an entrepreneur because yeah. I was seven years old or maybe younger, five years old, running lemonade stands, telling, having my neighbors set up lemonade stands that I owned. So I was like, hey, I'll give you all the supplies, you go do it, and I'll give them like 30 or 50% of what they made that day. So I think I was always an entrepreneur, but I had to figure out what type of entrepreneur I wanted to be. So I tried like Instagram stuff, apps, clothing. Uh, all kinds of different niches and then found out that I really enjoy right now it's always changing but client work working with other big companies that are already solidified as um, in their niche and then helping them go to the next level and I found out that's where my passion is at least right now so Mm -hmm. I think to develop your mindset you have to try a bunch well developing your mindset is a whole thing but figuring out where to apply your mindset and what you want to be good at and everyone's is different some people may have a huge passion um, with animals and they want to be a vet. Okay, well maybe if you're a vet, you come up with some way to cure or uh, develop animals in a different way. And then now you're giving something good out to the world. You're going to go be passionate about that and build that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say, I don't even know how many different things I've tried. Businesses, little tiny startups, I mean, probably 30 with a very small success rate, which you typically see. And I mean, I would say out of younger entrepreneurs, you've had a pretty high success rate of things that you've tried, but even at a high success oh, yeah. rate, what would you say percent worked out? 20. Yeah. 20. There's, I can name you five failures right now. Fodal, $100,000 social network I yeah. put money into. Just flopped off the start. Frosty chargers was going to be 10 foot long charger <laughs> cords. Put a couple thousand dollars in that. I think I that. remember that. Bought about, I had 16 apps and three had over a million downloads. So that means that there was 13 apps that either got a couple thousand or lost many tons of money. Yeah. Um, just there's so many. Endless. Oh, yeah. Polar Preserve, Mallard Manor. Both were clothing lines that started off good. They both did good. But eventually they were they just tripled, trickled down and were no longer successful. Yeah. So I think there's a huge lesson in there that you have to try a lot of things. But as you try a lot of things, expect to fail. Just know that you're going to fail at some things and you can't give up too early. So many people give up way too right early. Right before they get to the diamond. Right before. They're on the cusp of it. That little right bit of before. dirt's left and they just got to eat that dirt and then they get to the diamond. Before I started the agency, I had tried entrepreneurship stuff for I don't even know how many years. And I finally said, you know what? Let me just go back to school. Let me finish school. And then after that, I have a job. I'll start entrepreneurship. Two or three days later, I found myself naturally working on building an agency without even thinking about it. And I, I committed all in and it, I mean, it's 
by far been my biggest success. If I would have quit right there, I would have been three feet from gold. Do you think um, it was a clear defined decision once you were like, agency is what's gonna happen? You made it the only option, plan A, no plan B, this is it? I quit going to class again, and this would have been, I would have now be 23 years old, living at home, a dropout again with still two years to finish, but I told all my friends, I said, I'm gonna drop out again this semester. I quit going to class and I just fully gave everything to the agency. I had no track record behind me as to why I should believe that, but I had built my mentality over all those years and I knew what I wanted and I gave it everything I had. No plan B. No, no plan B. That's something that I'm well, so Well, I was about. working at a pizza restaurant, so Serving if things failed, I could, I could keep selling pizza by the slice. I think that's a, what I believe in most is no plan B. And it's crazy. Everything tells like all these people and you grow up, your parents, everyone says have a plan B, a backup plan. I've never once in my life been like, okay, here's the backup plan because I think it distracts from your plan A. If you're putting 80% of your energy into plan A or and then 20% B or even worse, 40, 60, that's horrible because you're never fully focused and you're not giving everything you have, manifesting, saying there's no other option, I'm not falling back. Because even if you fail there, you've learned so much, you can mm -hmm. go apply to something fresh and you already have a massive head start. And I think that's what we did with the agency, with the e-com store, it, we ended that. And then we already took all that knowledge and we're like, hey, agency or companies, we know you guys are looking for someone to do this. Guess what, we already did this. And we applied all that knowledge, even though we sold that company, we applied all of that knowledge to the agency and, or to the companies that we were working with. Mm -hmm. But if we didn't do that, then I mean, we wouldn't have an agency. Uh, we and we never were working in. when we were working on the e-com store. We never um, were working on anything else. We weren't pre-starting our agency. We didn't even know. We didn't even have an idea we were going to do that. That all came into. We took the little break for two months. You went back home, mm -hmm. and then we were like, "What are we going to do now?" Yeah. And then that's when we decided we made a new plan A. But there was no plan A, and then a no. plan A point one. No. It was A and A. And what's amazing too is when you give 100% ridiculous seeming dedication to something, it's, and this gets a lot deeper, law of attraction stuff we'll probably talk about sometime, but it seems like things go out of their way, people go out of their way, situations go out of their way to assist you now. The universe rewards you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like God steps in and he starts to help you out. He just wants to see that you have the full faith and the commitment to give it its all. And then it's amazing. I mean, I could sit here and probably name 30 situations that almost seem as if they were miracles because things just worked out. But I was ready for those situations because I had went all in and I was, I mean, the work ethic was unreal. The law of attraction, man. That's I've had it all tattooed all over my body. I think yeah. The name of this podcast is create, create reality, reality, which is the law of attraction. I have the tattoo right here. I got it two years ago create your own reality. Yeah. You believe it, you work for it, you put in the work, that's the most important part, and it's all or nothing. And the universe will eventually reward you with it if yeah. it's what you're supposed to have. I mean. And I legitimately believe there's no failures. I think the reason people don't go all in, and it, it does take some mentality practice to go all in, that's what we're talking about is mentality, but people are afraid to go all in because they're afraid of failure. In my opinion, in my book, there is no failure. Every time we failed, I've learned so much that got me to where I am. And if I would have succeeded at those things, those are things now that 
are a fraction of what we're doing here. A fraction of it. It's just building blocks. Boom, boom, boom. Because yeah. I, I, in my mind, I'm going to look back on ROI Labs, what we're doing now, and it's just a building block to where we're going to go. And yeah. We're going to build. The problem is, though, you're taught to not fail. In school, you better not fail. Oh, yeah. Right? If you get only to get 70% done, or 69, I guess, is the F, right? Uh, that's a D. We didn't have Ds. 69 was an F. We had wow. an F. It's brutal. Yeah, B. So if you get if you get a sixty nine percent, so you got sixty nine percent of them right. That's over the majority. You learned sixty nine percent. Yeah, you failed. It was failed. Nothing. That sixty nine didn't matter. The other thirty one percent were what mattered. That you had to get that right. You take a test. You got one chance. You get one chance, and you better not fail that test. Or you could be a very good negotiator and get a second <laughs> get to retake it. But that's a horrible plan. That's but a bad plan. I think if if I could um, rebuild the education system, you keep taking it. You don't get to get a 99. You keep taking it till you get 100. But it doesn't matter how many times you fail because you're learning a little bit more each time. As now, long as you're putting the effort in. I think that's how the education system should be built. But, I mean, I could get destroyed That's a whole that. other story. The education, the education system, system failed system. me. Um, I also failed it. But I did very well in the education system, and I still think it is an extremely broken system. Extremely broken. You're one of the few that are on that side. I mean, there's some of you guys, but I feel like the uh, majority of the entrepreneurs, they have the same kind of story that they, because they had no other option. Like, I couldn't have gone to a really good college if I wanted to. Mm. I got into the ones that checked for a pulse, <laughs> and then they let you in. And I don't think that was going to do a lot for me. I would, I think no. I, looking back, college could have been beneficial. The social aspect of it. I do think the social aspect's and good. You lived with me when I was eighteen, and you're living with me now when I'm twenty-one. Drastic, drastic I clean, difference. I had my, I wasn't fully um, mature. He was fresh out of mom's house. I was last fresh time. out of mom's house. That's what Adam keeps he's always saying. He goes, "Live with you fresh out of mom's house. You didn't do the dishes. You didn't <laughs> yeah. Now I'm over here scrubbing down the countertops, putting my dishes away, yeah. kind of running the household here. Yeah, he really is. He's keeping me accountable now. <laughs> I wasn't used to it. Adam thinks the uh, living room is his closet as well. Sometimes so I have to be like, Adam, get your shoes out of the living room. <laughs> but, all right, it's I, a lot better I think, than uh, Do you have anything else to add about mentality? I mean, it's another one of those topics we could probably talk all day about it, but it really just comes down to mentality is a muscle to strengthen a muscle. You have to practice. Ooh, I did want to make one point um, where you said you felt like you were born an entrepreneur, but you yeah. had to practice it. I think that's with everything. I think everybody is born naturally leaning towards something. LeBron James now is a lot better than when he was 19 years old. And he was also unreal at 19. Exactly. And he was probably unreal at 7. And at 19, he was a lot better than 17. He leaned toward basketball, but he has continually developed his skills to become the best. So how did he develop his skills? Just putting in the work. you got to put in the work. He's failed. So you got to try things in something you're passionate about. Don't be afraid of the failure. The failure builds your mentality. It gives you opportunity. And I don't know, it, it just, it's pretty incredible what can happen, honestly. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a great point. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode four of the Create Reality Podcast. Talk soon. All right. We'll see you.